Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. It has been a while. I am Nick Englander here with Paul Burry and Christian Okay. So it's hard to believe, but the NBA season is a day from now. It feels like it ended yesterday when the Bucks won the championship because obviously it was a short off season. Um, but here we are. the The opening night tomorrow will be Nets versus Bucks. And I believe is the Lakers Warriors, right? The second game of the night. I believe so. Yeah, I think Let's that's see. what it is. Um, also, want to give a pod congratulations to Christian for working at MSG. Oh yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I we we haven't done that yet. Um, so uh, this has kind of been a weird start to the year because there's so many storylines. Um, Obviously, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, um, and the, the Celtics Aiden. have two players in COVID protocol. Although, like I sent to you, Christian, as I was freaking out, I, it does. I mean, judge if we're judging by the active list, Jalen Brown is likely playing opening night. But I'm not even going to try to judge with COVID. We all know it's so weird, even whether you're vaccinated or not in the NBA. So Jalen could be out, but we know for a fact Al Horford's out. Um, which blows because he started off in the preseason really well. Um, but, yeah, a lot of storylines. Preseason's pretty much done. There's been moves. We have to talk about DeAndre Ayton today, not getting the max extension. Once again, the Suns being cheap. Um, and, yeah, so um, we're going to make our predictions in a sec, but let's just kind of run through the storylines real quick. Um, Paul, I'm – just gonna leave it to you for Kyrie. Go ahead. Just, just, just talk about the situation unfiltered. You know, when you told me we were gonna have a podcast today, I was thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have this epic rant about Kyrie and all of that. It's gonna rival your legendary rant from that infamous playoff exit. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm actually feeling a little under the weather today because I just got my. Uh, flu vaccine today, or sorry, yesterday. Oh. And you know, I'm I'm not someone who you know because I'm not someone who thinks they're smarter than you know medical school students or the leading experts in immunology and virology. And you know, they say you should get the flu season, even though, or you should get the flu vaccine, even though everyone's still wearing masks this flu season, whatever. So I was, you know, I was listening to the experts, and I did my role in public health and got a vaccine. And yeah, that's um not a subtle dig at anyone. Not at all. <laughs> I I mean I don't know why you're laughing. It's not like I'm taking a dig at Kyrie. He's not on the nets anymore. So uh he you might know, be I, I, he, he might be tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> you know, yeah, and you know, I think maybe tomorrow or not yeah, tomorrow, first day of the season, maybe Russell Westbrook is gonna look like Steph Curry. From behind the arc, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, it's obviously like it's super frustrating. But you know, I'll, I'll get rid of it. I'll talk about the frustrating stuff first. Obviously, you know, this whole team is built around the idea that you're going to have this unstoppable big three with Kyrie, Harden, and KD. And Kyrie is being here. Here's what really pisses me off. Like, okay, his whole. You know, he's saying that he's not anti-vax, it's just anti-mandate. But now he can't, even if he is strictly anti-mandate, 
he is giving up his platform to go in front of the media and pull off a Marshawn Lynch and just say the same thing. And he can do this for 82 press conferences. He could say, you know, just open every press conference with I'm against the mandate and all of this stuff. And he could donate whatever equivalent of the salary he would have lost to, I don't fucking know, the Trump reelection campaign or, or whatever. <laughs> the Invest in fucking sage stocks. I don't fucking know. Um, it's just so annoying how we can't even, I mean, he's even bad at taking these dumbass stances like he's not even doing that right and but you know i i can't be too mad because the nets did have an incredible offseason i they got a lot deeper uh Cam Thomas, look that signing looks like an a yeah. plus 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 camp thomas is looking like the steal of the draft right now and so far you know when it comes to like late first rounders at least um and yeah patty mills is going to be that big secondary playmaker that you know, we didn't have last season because of Dinwiddie and Mike James, whatever the fuck his name is, was crap. Um, so, you know, that secondary playmaking has been improved. Uh, hopefully Nick Claxton takes strides. The Marcus Aldridge got cleared to come back. Blake Griffin got extended. Um, Bruce Brown got extended. Javon Carter got signed. We got rid of Landry Shamit. Thank God actually got something in return. Uh, so I think even without Kyrie, like this is still a very loaded Nets team. And if you told me like, oh, you're only going to have KD and Harden for the season, I'd be like, oh no, that's such a tragedy. It's still mm-hmm. a very, like, you know, it's probably one of, if not the best, like star duos in the league. So I'm not overly concerned about the Nets title chances, even if Kyrie continues to um, be Kyrie. He just, like, all right, so um, I just want to say, because, the, the, of course, we all knew when this happened, there was going to be a lot of Celtics fans that were going to gloat, you know, because they're like, we all kind of knew it was great. But I think, you know, like... He wasn't a public health threat when he was involved. Yeah, this is <laughs> This is different. Like, this is like... Say what you want. Like, listen, man. He he rejected the city of Boston. Okay, at the end of the day, he rejected the city, but he didn't reject a public. You know, he didn't reject yeah. scientific reality. Yeah, like like that's like of course you have a right to insult. Him. Like like of course like this it, of course I never liked him since he left. I'm not. I but I do acknowledge he's very charitable and I give him props for that. But I think this let me okay, I'll say a few things first. Um, I still think he's gonna cave. Call me crazy. I still think Kyrie's gonna cave at some point and get it. But if he doesn't, um what a bozo. If he I know like bozo. <laughs> so someone said he might get an exemption with this new mayor. If he gets an exemption with this new mayor and plays out this year, that should be his last year in Brooklyn, Paul. I don't know about you, but, like, yeah, this vaccine mandate works. It's not going away. Why would they get rid of it? Like, I don't see any reason to. Uh, it's completely stupid for Adams to do that, like, once he becomes mayor, because COVID mandates aren't exactly super unpopular in the city or anything. Like, there's a decent amount of support. Um, but also, you know, 
Sean Marks, you know, talked about the principles of the team when it came to, like, when he explained why Kyrie wasn't going to even train with them at all, even though he's allowed to do that. Because he said he's not, like, buying, like, it goes against the values of, like, you know, cooperation and sacrifice and all of that. So if he just waits out for an exemption, then it, and, you know, and the Nets were to allow him back in, that would undermine that whole thing. Yeah, and, like, it, it's, I, I think, um, I just want to say too, yeah, that, that that's what I was going to say. I, I really commend the Nets for doing this. Like they basically were like, let's be real. The, the perception of Brooklyn since Kyrie and Katie got there was they run the franchise. Katie and Kyrie run the franchise. And I'm sure Kevin Durant is, you know, has a massive influence and obviously James Harden since they acquired him did. And let's be real about Katie and James Harden. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they're upset about this. Like, it, you can't, like, it, like I, I'm sure they welcome him back, but it's kind of the same thing as with Ben Simmons in Philly. It's not as bad, but it's like Ben Simmons has quit on them. Just because he came back doesn't make it a lot better. It just helps them in a trade, you know, like the, the, to rehab his value. Like, if Kyrie could get it tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's it's just the truth of what Kyrie is is, and I I love that quote. I forgot who writer said it. Um, that said he's a contrarian without a cause. That NBA player told him that. Like that's pretty that's pretty fitting. Like he's not the worst person. Obviously, I don't like him for what he did to Boston, but he's not the worst person. But he just. He takes these stupid stances and like, you're just asking yourself like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, it just, it makes no sense. And I, I just, I, I, I'm not gloating because the Celtics have unvaxxed players. They currently have two players in quarantine. Al Horford, I'm not worried at all is unvaxxed. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure Al Horford's vaccinated. Jalen Brown, I'm like 90% sure is. So yeah, we shouldn't be gloating. I mean, we have guys who, and plus we have Dennis Schroeder, who's unvaccinated, Josh Richardson, who's unvaccinated, who knows who else. I, I kind of speculated Jabari Parker got cut because he was unvaccinated, but I don't know for a fact. Um, but it, it, it's just such a stupid situation. Like, like, like you said, Paul, Sean Mark's talking about sacrifice. That's what we have to do to win a championship, you know? Yeah. Like, and you, have- you know, championship aside, like you know, it's a, it's still a global health crisis. Like you know, it's yeah. Sacrifice yeah. on a bigger level than basketball too. But you know, like, but you know, just like the organization's like values, like even towards the community and stuff. Like hey, you right. know, we just together through all of this, especially in a city that was so hard hit by the pandemic when it first started. Right, and you know what the crazy thing is, Kyrie Irving has 15 million followers on Instagram. So yeah. 15 million people are listening to this guy basically say, don't take the vaccine, or I'm not going to take the vaccine because I don't trust it. Yeah. That's well, why it's yeah. a bigger deal. than like, Why? That's it, it, yeah, exactly. That's why it's a bigger deal than most other, like, you know, no offense to Jalen Brown or Josh Richardson, but Kyrie Irving has a bigger audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but you know what else? Yeah. Again, like, minus the basketball stuff, this just really pisses me off. Like you said, Paul, because you're right. We are in a fucking global pandemic and 700 plus thousand people have died to this. 
and for one guy to basically just say no, like, oh, no, I'm not going to get this because you know what? I feel like it, this is fake or I don't think the vaccine works. Like, what are you talking about? You're no, jeopardizing. You know what, too, Christian, to point something out? And, Paul, I think you would agree with this. Um, I think, Well, me and Christian agree that, Paul, I think you would, too. I don't think he's just anti-mandate. I think he's anti-vaccine. Oh, 100%. Like, yes. Yeah, now, like Kyrie Irving. Okay, so here's the thing. Kyrie is a master manipulator, and he likes he tries to spin a narrative when he's in the wrong. As you said, as we like just just recently, he was like, "Oh no, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just upset that people are losing their jobs." Bullshit. He's getting heat. He's getting people talking shit about him. So now he's trying to spin the narrative. It's like, dude, stop. Just get the fucking vaccine and and do the right thing. Like, come on, man. The only thing I'll disagree on is he's definitely not a master manipulator because everyone can see right through this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like, like this is like, this is just the thing that made me like, it was sad is like, dude, he's getting support from Trump Jr. Majority Taylor Green. Like this guy is the same guy who took weeks off after January 6th. And yet he's now getting support from those exact same people. Like, and he's not budging, at least as of now. Like, that's sad, dude. Like, that's, like, he's, he must be really stupid if he can't see that. Like, really stupid. And, um, yeah, the Nets, like, say what you want about Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant has been nothing but great for the Nets in every single way. Like, what has he done wrong? Nothing since he's gotten there. He's done put everything into this franchise. He he might as well, in my opinion, you might as well just put the cap, give him the captain, you know, label. But like, it's just so absurd. And even James Harden, like James Harden, you who let's be real, came in with a pretty bad reputation after how it ended in Houston. Which I think was unwarranted because for like almost the entirety of his career, he's been like a good team player and all that. For the most part, yeah. No, like I, I, I think he he was kind of a dick in how he pushed his way out, but I don't think that's happening more than more. Like that's kind of the way to do it. Um, but yeah, like the point is, is that like he's same thing with him. He's been supportive, talking about scary hours with the Nets and how great it's going to be. Like. Kyrie Irving has had great moments with the Nets, but it's it's kind of like I said with the Celtics. He's been it's kind of a similar. If you really take a step back and look at their careers, it's it, with Kyrie so far, it's been pretty much the same with the Nets and the Celtics. The only thing that's worse for the Celtics, obviously, was that he left and that he was the top option. Obviously, like yeah, his like, like his first year. Uh, Kyrie gets a shoulder injury and gets surgery and he's out for the air. For the Celtics, he got off to a really good start. Um, and then he got knee surgery because he had that, you know, fractured knee in Cleveland and those screws and stuff was causing some irritation. So they shut it down. Um, and now the, the, um, the, the, the second year he has this, he always a bunch of distractions. He has this hiatus. Anthony Puccio, who I think is a great Nets reporter, uh, said that he had heard that Joe Sy was not happy about that. 
Um, he had that maskless party, which I guess probably should have been a sign that he didn't take the pandemic as seriously as he should. Um, and so now he, he has this great stretch, you know, they beat the Celtics in five. Uh, and then in the Buck series, he gets hurt again. I mean, he's, he is an injury prone player. That's kind of always been his, his problem, but like, it's been kind of similar. If you look at it, like it's been drama. It's been, you know, some great moments in there. No question. Um, the good news for the Nets is, like you said, Paul, they have two players on their team that are better than him, so they don't need him. But it's it's like just too much drama. Bad. Yeah. It, like, and you it, know it, what? If I'm the Nets, unless he gets yeah, the match and buys in. I would trade him. I would. I think you. Okay. I'll put it this way. If by Christmas he's still not a net, or maybe by New Year's, I think you trade him. I mean, I just think I like it. It's just so. It's so dumb. But you know what? Like, you know what, guys? Like, think about it. Let's. So we talked about the non-basketball part of it, but let's talk about the basketball part of it, right? If he's to miss forty plus games, right? He's gonna miss forty games. He's gonna miss most of the practices. He's gonna miss most of. You know everything else, right? How do you think he's going to be able to sustain stamina? How, how is he going to be able to play thirty minutes a game? He's going to get hurt again because he's not playing con- consistent minutes. Like that doesn't make any sense for you to miss forty games if you're going to get hurt again, anyways. And it's going to happen to Kyrie because he's just—that's just what happens. Then he's just that type of player. So it I mean, just doesn't make Kyrie. any sense. I'm sure Kyrie still has like his personal trainers and all of that. I'm not worried. Like Kyrie's but not going to pull. Paul, but Paul, the thing is, like, so true. He does have his personal trainers and he does have like all that, all the technology and whatnot. But still, getting the reps during the games is more important than that stuff. And like, if you're still going to miss 40 games, you know, when the playoffs come around, let's say, let's say, you know, he still doesn't get the vaccine and he's still on the team. He's going to miss all the home games for the playoffs? Like, what? Oh, he's going to miss that, that, That's why the Nets... Oh, sorry, Paul. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like, he's at, until he gets vaccinated, he's missing everything. Like, exactly. he's not even going to play away games. Yeah, if they had done the part-time player thing, like, I, I, I said what I thought originally was going to happen was the Nets were going to do the part-time player thing for a year, especially since the, he got to practice, and then they let him walk if he still hadn't gotten vaccinated. Um, now I, I don't, I think he, again, I still think it's like, is he really just not going to get it? If, if he really doesn't get it the whole year, the Nets should let him go. That's how I look at it. Like, what's sorry, Paul? He has the player option next summer. Yeah. Okay. So let's say, let's oh. say, he, let's say he picks it up, then trade him. I mean, like you said, Paul, as much as we joke about it, like what if OKC just really wants to take longer you know, do the process and says, you know what, Brooklyn, whatever first round picks you have left, we'll take Kyrie's contract. Let's say you throw in like Claxton or something and a couple first for Shea Gildas Alexander. You know? Or, and you get, or, or you get Dort as well and then, and you get a nice perimeter defender with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like just something like that. Like it, it's, Again, I still think this is not going to be an issue a few months. Well, it will be. It's always going to be an issue. But, like, it, I don't think this is going to be – we're going to be talking about Kyrie back in the lineup, I think, within – I'll say by mid-January. But if we're still, like, not at that point, the Nets – I agree with you, Christian. The Nets are trading because it's like you've got this hanging over your head. 
you know, like it's just not worth it. And you have two guys, like you said, Paul, this, this Nets roster, honestly, even without Kyrie, I think they're still going to win the championship. I know a lot of people think that's like a little optimistic, but all I think they need is KD and Harden to stay healthy and Patty Mills and relatively like if they get them to like, if they have like six of their seven rotation guys and assuming the top two guys, I still don't think the Lakers are going to beat them. Like, I just don't think Westbrook on the Lakers is going to be that good. So yeah. that's for, for later when we get to the predictions. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think we've kind of beat this, this horse to death. Um, so Ben Simmons reported uh, he is, there's that video of them in that practice huddle and Ben Simmons, like not giving a shit and, you know, wearing, just practicing in like a hoodie and you know we have there's this phone on him it's like it's it's it's, he obviously doesn't care i mean but he did report and apparently will play which by the way that's going to be and paul that's against the nets their home openers against the nets so it's going to be absolutely hilarious that first game bad Simmons, boo it's gonna they're gonna boo the shit out of them um but yeah, this is this actually. I've said it kind of before, but I think this scenario is why Philly. I I'm going to pick Philly fourth in the East. I actually just I think this is going to be bad, dude. I, I don't know about you guys. I I cannot see this ending well. Like, in a game where they're down 15 points and Simmons is not playing well, what like Embiid's going to oh. get really frustrated with him. Like, like he's going to he fucking scream four. at him. Does like, it all? Like, if he doesn't play, who's their point guard? Oh, uh. Tyrese Maxey, I would guess maybe Shake Milton just got Shake hurt, Milton? but he'll be back in oh. a few weeks. Can you, but those are those aren't guys that are going to take you like to the finals or anything. Yeah, and we all beads injury history. They're so yeah. out for Beal or Lillard to ask out midseason. So no, I, I just I'm listen. If the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, I I'm there. They're chokers in my mind. Like they suck. They they'll never get to the championship with this roster, in my opinion. Like Ben Simmons is overrated, and Embiid's a good player, but he's always hurt. And you have probably one of the most overrated coaches of all time. Sorry, Nick. I know he won a championship in Boston, but Doc Rivers is blowing multiple three-one leads in the playoffs. You know what's funny? Wait, Christian. Before you keep going, yes, I was watching the tribute video we gave him uh-huh. at, at like literally. The last few days and i remember and i i was kind of thinking like i remember when he said this starting five has never lost a playoff series you know and that was kg perk um uh pierce ray and rondo and i kind of thought like he used to be like that and say stuff like that and now he's saying well will ben simmons ever be a championship point guard i don't know <laughs> like He's not, dude. The Sixers are just. I'm really not. I think they might even be like the six seed, honestly. Like, I, I just don't see with all the drama with Ben Simmons and like the roster just kind of oddly like shaped. Do you really trust them? Like, do you really trust the Philadelphia 76ers? It's so hard to be good two years in a row now if you don't have like a top five player. It's just. It's it's the Sixers had lightning in a bottle in the regular season last year, and I'm a lot low. I, this year, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to be that bad. 
I've kind of said before, games, though. but what's up? I said they're not winning 50 games. I think they are probably ranging from like 44 to 48. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think three through like nine in the East is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Most teams are going to be in like the 45 to 48 win range kind of deal, but maybe like my 43. But like, yeah, no, it's it's not a great like it's they're just in a here's the problem for them. If Dame doesn't ask out, and on and someone was making a great point. If Dame really wanted to go to Philly, why didn't he ask out over the summer? Right. Dame is a loyal guy though. So I, I think he's like I think like we talked about in the in the previous podcast, he's probably giving Portland one more year to figure it out. And if not, then he'll probably ask out. It's not yeah. looking great. Well, point is that they're waiting. They're waiting on Brad Beal. They're waiting on Damian Lillard, and Brad Beal. I think said that like he's not going to ask out in season, even though he hasn't extended yet. I mean, like I said, I'm not. I don't want to talk about the thing with Beal in Boston. I'm not going to focus on that uh, until the season's over. But um, I, I mean, I I just think that. This is just this is a team that it like Christian says it kind of feels like it's set a setup for failure, you know. First off, let's talk about what they did in the offseason. They got Danny Green back. Okay, he didn't want to go back. It sounded like when he criticized the fans, and, and then oh, they were just going out with Drummond, and it's like there. I saw a six thing like, oh, Drummond's gonna be so good. I'm like, this is what every fan base says with Andre Drummond, dude. He's not good. He'll never be good. Like he's mediocre at best, honestly. He stinks. He's not even like mediocre. He's terrible. Laker fans, remember Laker fans are like, oh, him and AD, no one's gonna score on them. And then they got absolutely lit up against the Suns. So give me give me a break. I uh, no, like I I I get bad vibes from this team. That's just that's my opinion. I don't think they're gonna win. I don't think they're gonna win. You know what? I'll say I think that team is going to win 48 games. That's where I have them. Like, I just, it, I feel like they're not going to get a star. I just feel like they're, they're, mediocre. they're, they're, they're mediocre. They're like, they're just like that, that team, like, that's just going to make it to the second round and never get past the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, they're just never going to do it with this roster. It's kind of like the AI Sixers, like, except they didn't make the finals. You know, that's how I kind of feel yeah. like. When, with Embiid being AI. Um, I, I do think, though, like, you know, the Sixers, I, I think they're still going to find a way to be a good regular season team, I think, personally. And if they do trade Ben Simmons, they're going to get, like, a good haul in all likelihood because they still have all the leverage here. Um, I th- I would pencil them in around fourth, maybe, yeah. So that was the need. I mean, we, we don't really have to talk about Ben, like, because we, it's, there's not really much else to say in terms of like, well, he doesn't want to be there. We all know it, you know, and Rich Paul, you know, tried the power play. I, I want to give a credit to Daryl Morey, you know, for just being like, fuck you. Mm. And, and like, it's, it, it just, I, yeah, it was such a BS play by Daryl Morey um, to do that. 
And I mean, I mean not BS played by Mori, sorry, BS played by Rich Paul to do that. And as much as we made fun of Mori for asking for the moon, I mean, he's probably doing the right thing. You know, like it, it's the same thing when people used to make fun of Danny Ainge for asking for crazy mouths. Like, that's what you should do as a GM. You should be unrealistic because that means you're good at your job. You don't have to be liked. It means you're doing the right thing. And I just think that the um, that I, I give credit to Philly for that. But still, you're also setting yourself up for bad shit to happen, potentially. Like, if, if they go on a losing streak, you know, you could start seeing people start to call Ben out. That's just what I see. Um, I do think Ben is probably happy that he's not, you know, the number one controversy, though, anymore, and that's Kyrie. Uh, yeah. So, Aiton, that'll be the last one, and then we'll get to predictions. DeAndre Aiton was not offered the max. Um, I saw a bunch of people defending the Sun, saying, well, he's a center. You got He's got to prove that he's, you know, elite. Here's the problem I have with that. This history, this, I mean, this, this, this team in particular has a history of being cheap. They literally sold their G League team or like folded it. Like, and you, you paid Chris Paul, you paid Bridges, you paid Landry Shamit. Like, the four year deal. I'm shocked he got that much, by the way. But, um, especially considering he's like a ninth, 10th man. But I mean, the, the point is, is that like you, you're committing to your course. So why don't you pay Aiden? I don't get it. Like I've kind of said before, if the Celtics, if, if, if the Suns are that cheap, the Celtics should offer Robert Williams for Aiden, but, and picks obviously something of that degree. Like it's, would you have to add more players in that to match salary, though? No, you'd have to remember his name. You're left, unless it's a sign and trade. Then I'd have we'd have to have players. But the, just in general, I did, like. I saw this and I just I just shook my head because I'm like it's I'm not even that surprised knowing their owner Robert Sarver who is a cheap bastard. Let's go to be real. And. Uh, as the Red Sox hit another home run to make it eleven to three, this team is like a is like a Space Jam. They're like the Monstars. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Sorry. Um, I, I think though, like not only is it an issue of like, oh yeah, you know they're committing to their core that should include Aiton, but also like these mobile, these more mobile centers do like the market's kind of established on that, like. You know, Gobert got the max not too long ago. Jared Allen got a $100 million deal. Um, Miles so, Turner. Yeah, Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. Rob so, Williams. Aiton probably is worth at least close to the max. Just based on these other centers and the money they've been getting. Right, but also, they just went to the finals. <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to break up the core of the team that just got to the finals? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And not only break up the core, but you're going to leave one of those core pieces unhappy all season long. And like, exactly. It, it's just like, I just don't get how this team has, cons- like, like the, the Suns finally had a year where things went right, for the most part, until the finals. But things were going great. And they get all their extensions done. 
and then they still find a way. Like, and Woj said today that Aiton's unhappy. Now they're gonna have that distraction going into the year. Like, it, it, it's like a, it's better to me to overpay and have buyer's remorse than piss off the player. And now you're in a predicament where, okay, now Aiton's going to cause problems. Who Maybe. And this is a team that made the finals last year. Like, it, it's just, you want to talk about stupidity of players, stupidity of agents. This is just stupidity of a franchise. Like, there's just no other way to say it. Like, I, I just, I, I don't get know, it. And you know I what don't get, Well, I do because they're cheap. I just, but I just... <laughs> This is where you draw the line at, like an all-star center. There's no light at the end of the, or there is a light at the end of the tunnel until you realize it's not a tunnel at all. It's just, uh, you know, Dan Sarver is just a roadrunner painting on the, on the fucking side of a cliff, and they're running face first into a wall. That feels like life as a Suns fan this season. If that team blow, like, like. They get think of it this way: they gave the money to Chris Paul, who's as much yeah. as I love Chris Paul, he's what he thirty-seven. Is. Yeah, and they couldn't give it to DeAndre Ayton, who's and you know what Twenty-three. <laughs> but you know what else? Like, well, how does this make Devin Booker and like Chris Paul and and Bridges all feel like if if DeAndre Ayton is traded or they move him? You really think Devin Booker is going to want to stay there? They just traded a core piece of a champion of a NBA Finals team. Like, no, I mean, like, probably assumed that he'd be getting an extension going into the season. You know? Yeah. No. Like Chris Paul, remember in the finals in that post game, and he pointed at Aiton and said, "He's the one that's getting the bag." And now, yikes! I it, it's going to be the point is it's going to be a distraction all year. I don't know. I'm surprised this didn't blow up more. But Aiton was wearing a practice jersey today that was Alfred Payton's practice jersey. Get it? Payton. Aiton. Pay him. Get it? Ha, ha, ha. But <laughs> I, I, I thought that was funny. Listen, if you're, if you're trying to send a message wearing an Alfred Payton jersey, you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I just – it's just so, like – it's just so – I hate it. We joke about poverty franchises. It's it's a poverty franchise move to do this. You have a finals core. The team is great. They all fit together. Their chemistry is good. They could have easily won the championship last year if it were not for Giannis becoming like legitimately a demon on the court. Like it's no, maybe not a demon. I guess a god more like, but like Greek god. Yeah, it's it's just like I. If the Suns blow up, this is the moment where it began. And, and I'll make one more point, too, about this, and then we'll get to predictions. I don't get why the um, – like, we talk about people like, oh, it's not a big deal. This to hap- When this happens, guys leave later. Like, Gordon Hayward, this is the one I always remember. Like, when he left for the Celtics, it was mentioned a big reason he left Utah was when he asked for the money – to, in, for an extension, they didn't give it to him until restricted for agency, until they matched the offer. And that apparently pissed him off. And, like, I, I mean, obviously worked out better for Utah, but, like, who could have predicted the injury, you know? Like, it's 
it's just such a stupid poverty franchise move to do this. And if the Celtics end up with DeAndre, I'm not going to complain, but I'm not expecting that. Um, all right, predictions. Christian, I'm going to let you go first because you don't have as much time. So East and West, go and explain why right. if you can. Okay, let's see. One to eight. Are we doing one to ten now too? Because the players are one to ten. Yeah. I think we should right. do one to eight and just like we don't need the order for the playing teams necessarily. That's fair. All right, well, let's do it. So I'll probably say I'll go one Bucks, two Nets, three. I know you're not high on Miami, Nick, but I'm high on Miami. So no, I, I, I'm high on them. It's just the one game I saw them. I was like, wow, this they aren't as good as I. I mean, it's it's too early to tell though. Yeah. It's very true, very true. So I got Miami at three, four. I'll put Philly at four. No, I'll put Atlanta at four. I forgot about them. I'll put Philly at five. I'll say the Knicks are going to be sixth. The Bulls will be seventh, and the Wizards will be eighth. So you think the Celtics are going to miss the playoffs? Oh, you know, like the moves you guys made were good, but I feel like you didn't get better. So you're kind of in the same spot. Although, you got Josh Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, it, it, but like, like, like you said, Nick and Paul, you know, like three to three to like ten is going to be a bloodbath. Like I could see the Knicks being tenth and like the Celtics being like like sixth or like fourth. You know, it can just completely interchange. So, I don't know. It's the this is probably the most competitive the Eastern Conference has been. So it's exciting, but um. I think, you know, the main teams to watch are obviously the Nets and the Bucks, And then, like, the Hawks are still in the mix. They were in the conference finals last year. Again, I don't have – I have no faith in Philly. I feel like the Bulls are a little overrated because, like, everybody's like, oh, look at all the moves they made. But You have way too much money to do. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not sold on them. I like what the Knicks did, but, you know, Kemba is an injury concern. I think Julius Randle will maybe kind of come back to earth. He had a crazy year last year. We have pretty good depth, but, you know, injuries, we avoided injuries last year. We avoided COVID last year. I think um, those things might, might catch up to us this year. So I could see us winning like 44 to 48 games, maybe. Like, I think 45 is like a number. But I think, like, obviously, like the Bucks and Nets will be in the 50 range and everybody else will be in, like, the low 50 to, like, mid 40s. So that's my prediction for the Eastern Conference. I'll say okay. I do have the, uh, I'm just looking at 538 uh, model by conference. If you guys are curious about how they have any uh, any of the. Uh, um, they have the Celtics first, right? Um, <laughs> if you start from five, yeah. They're <laughs> uh, well, the reason I bring that up, because I just think one thing that's interesting, because we're talking a lot about the 76ers. Um, so when they, drew up their model, they assumed that Simmons would play 50% of the games or like, you know, 50% of his minutes, whatever. And they still have the 76ers in second place in the conference. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, they said we weren't going to make the playoffs after Hayward got hurt. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with the model. All right, Paul, I was going to give you the, uh, the, the next one, but Christian picked us to miss the top eight. So, Christian, <laughs> I'm going to call you out for that. Um, 
I did in fairness, I said I said three to eight is I said four to four to ten will all be a bloodbath. Like you said, it could you switch are up. still committing blasphemy. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me go one through eight. And then uh, I'll go to the we'll, we'll go to the west. I, I'll let Paul go east one through eight, and then I'll. Oh, we, we actually could do one because we're still used to the old playoffs. We could do one to six, and then seven to ten is what we don't need the order for. But okay. It's just being, it's just I'll, being I'll go, I'll you, go you, want. you can give me. You, you can give what I'll. You don't even need to give an order. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> My number one team is the Nets, so I think the Nets are going to win sixty plus games in the regular season. I know. Without Kyrie, that sounds crazy. But I think they're going to kind of use that as like a motivating factor. And they're going to have the best regular season they've had ever, I think. You know, I was joking when I said Bruce Brown is the best center in the league. My number three team is the Hawks. I actually think the Hawks are going to be very good. Um the number four team I have is the Sixers. The number five, you know what? Actually, no, screw. It. I'm going to say the Heat at three. I I don't know why. The more I think about it, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to say the Heat at three. At four, I'm going to say the Sixers. At five, I'm going to say the Celtics. And at six, I'm going to say the Hawks. The reason I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to have the Celtics at five. Now, first off, our health is already in the shit. But I from I do think if they can somehow stay relatively healthy, I know that's asking a lot considering the last few years, but this team, there were some pretty huge encouraging signs that I didn't expect in preseason. Romeo Langford looked amazing. I couldn't believe how good he looked in that preseason. Now it could be just preseason, but if he's just making open threes, that already makes a massive difference in his career because he's a good defender. His problem was always he literally could not score remotely at an NBA level at all. And the fact that he's even in like that category is amazing. Aaron Neesmith looked like a legitimate two-way player. Like he had a game against the Magic when we sat all our stars where he had like 24, 25, and he was just pulling up from three, like no, like even with contests, like he. Like, Paul, he, I joked he was looking like Joe Harris. He, there was a report today. He went practice. He broke Tatum's, like, practice record for most threes without two straight misses with 244, which sounds, like, not even humanly possible. But, yeah, I, I think I think this team is not going to be as good as, like, two years ago. But I think they're going to be pretty good. I, I think – the COVID thing is obviously a problem with them already, and they've got unvaxxed dudes. But I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be the sixth man of the year. I'm pretty confident about that, as long as Wick, our owner, doesn't get cheap and trade him to duck the tax, which would make me furious. Um, I think Juancho Hernan Gomez is going to play a bigger fact. And, I, and I'm going to say to Grant Williams, Grant Williams looked slimmer in preseason and looked a little better. Um, I think this team is going to be a little better. I'm going to say 47 to 49 wins. So I'm going to say the median and say it at 48. Christian, I did, I'm sorry. I just say this too, but like, I, I, no offense to Kemba, but he, he, like, he, the, the ball movement has been better without him. You know, like, 
since it, the thing about Al Horford, at least when he was playing, now I'm worried about how COVID's going to affect him, but Horford just moves the ball. Like he just, he's just so good at it. Like the, the offense just flows with him in the game and guys cut and move it. It's like, and I, I love Kemba, but with him, you do kind of have to run a stagnant, not not like a stagnant, but like a high pick and roll based offense. Now it looks nothing like that, at least most of the time. I also think um, Payton Pritchard is going to be pretty good too. Uh, so I picked them at five, six. I have the Hawks. I think the Hawks are going to, they could be three. I, I'm very tempted to pick them at three, but I feel like they caught a lot of magic last year. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not as high on them. Um, seven, I have the Knicks and eight. I have the Bulls, um, but the Bulls had a great preseason. They did look really good. Uh, I also will say, and I know this is obviously I was biased because you want Bradley Beal and all that, but I think the Wizards are going to be bad, dude. I don't know about you guys, but I watched I've them preseason. Them. Oh boy, like they look bad. They didn't just look kind of bad; they look bad. Uh, so, Paul, I'm gonna hand it over to you. You, 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 you go. All right. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to say Bucks in first, uh, just because they're such, you know, they've always been a really good regular season team. don't see any reason why that'll change. Um, I think the Nets in second, just because even though there's the Kyrie turmoil, um, you know, they don't have the drama that the Sixers have had, and they are better than the Hawks and the Celtics and the Knicks. Um, I'm just throwing you guys under the bus because I want to there. <laughs> and I'll I'll say Hawks in third, Celtics fourth, Sixers fifth, and you know I'm really curious to see how much the Pacers improve with Rick Carlisle as coach. And you I know now that about them, I'm tempted to put them in there oh, too. I forgot about them. I'm gonna put them in six. I'm gonna give them the last. Um, automatic spot and so that'll make the play in in no particular order the heat knicks i'll say bulls um hornets no hornets Hornets didn't really do much did they like are they better than the raptors are they Hmm. i'm not sure yeah the hornets lost malik monk and they gained kelly Oubre. that's basically all they did oh they got mason plumley too you know i'm gonna say it's pretty good but i'm almost tempted to give like a fever dream prediction you know Cade cunningham carries detroit like narrowly (laughs) (laughs) becomes the star playmaker that kevin o'connor says he'll be (laughs) (laughs) if detroit gets 10 um It's 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 funny to say, but like I do feel like there's gonna be someone in the East this year that's really good, and we're not gonna expect it. Raptors miss it, and Detroit is in the play-in. Just just for the hell of it. (laughs) Quote me on that. Paul, Paul, as someone as someone who is a notorious Celtics hater, and I, I get it. Why are, do you have us in fourth? I, I want to hear an outsider's perspective on this. Um, I mean, just with all the turmoil around the 76ers, 
like who like honestly who knows what the hell is going to happen with Simmons I don't think Maxi or like Maxie's not going to carry the Sixers to a shit ton of wins like he's not like that star point guard that they need um and yeah I just think you know the heat you know Kyle Lowry's 35 Jimmy Butler is you know getting up there even though he's going to convince himself that he can play like he's 23 and not 32 um yeah i just i just think you know the celtics you know they're still fairly you know the roster's fairly consistent i think ime udoka is a great coach um i think you guys i could see you guys in fourth all right i i mean better than christian booting us out of the top eight But um, no, it's it's true that three basically everyone knows who the top two teams are going to be most likely, but from that point on, it's legitimately going to be crazy. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's a it, there's going to be no easy games in the East anymore. You know, I'll, say, I'll agree there won't be any easy games, but assume I mean there's some someone's going to get a catastrophic injury. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, but I think you know we don't have right now. No one's injured. So I think I don't think it's going to be a complete bloodbath. It'll be difficult, but I don't see like the Celtics or the Hawks dropping into the play-ins or anything like that. Like they still have better teams than the Knicks, than the Bulls, than the Wizards, whatever. So it'll yeah, be tight, uh, it'll be easy, but I'm, I don't think it'll be. I don't think there's going to be any big shock in the mm-hmm. like. I don't think there's going to be any drop that dramatic into the play-ins. That's just and, you know, Christian, like, I will say this about the Knicks, in my opinion, on them this year. I don't know it's, if it's just crazy, but, like, I'm a little worried about them being, like, a pandemic-year team. And by that, I, I mean, like, I don't think they're going to be bad. I'll put it that way. But, like, I wonder if they – because they were so good on defense in a year where nobody played defense. And now you had Kemba who's good at scoring, but like is inconsistent and his defense is bad. Foreman is all right. Exposed completely. Wait, what's up, sorry? Randall was kind of exposed by the Hawks in that playoff yeah, series. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, it's like I feel like they did get better, but like I, I feel like I've seen teams like this before, where they're an overachiever, they add a little bit. Like uh, you know what, Christian? Here's the comparison I'm gonna make. Okay, so mm-hmm. do you remember when the Suns that they didn't make the playoffs, but they won almost like 50 games when they oh, dragged yeah, yeah. Bledsoe, Gerald yeah. Green. Markeith Morris, that team? Yes. So they went out and added Isaiah Thomas, and they went out and added – now, that was partially, you know, just bad fit. But they went out and added uh, – I forgot. They added a few more players. And they were kind of mediocre the next year. And I don't think the Knicks are going to be that bad. But I'm what I kind of look at the Knicks roster, and I think – I could see them winning like 42, you know, like just being kind of okay, you know, like not being spectacular. I do think one of my predictions this year is 
the most improved player could be Obi Toppin, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a little naive because that like the NBA, it's so hard if you don't have a top five player to be good two years in a row. Like you saw the Celtics last year be bad after a literally a year before being in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, like it's and the Sixers who were dog shit become a, the number one seed. Like it's just so hard to predict anymore. And like, like I, I do kind of worry if I were a Knicks fan, that maybe these, it, it, it's like, maybe it's going to take a year for guys like Kemba and Fournier to adjust, but I don't know. That's that. I mean, I, I'm trying not, to, I, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just saying like, I'm a little, if I were a Knicks fan, I'd be a little worried about that. That's just my opinion though. I'm hating. I'm saying, fuck the Knicks. Teams have your number. You're not going to be this man, Christian. Listen, at least everybody on my team is vaccinated. <laughs> James Harden. As far as I know, like all, all everyone who's playing for the Nets is vaccinated. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the Celtics. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So the Boston is a mayor election, just like New York coming up. The expected winners, Michelle Wu, who is like very progressive. So odds are she's going to implement a vaccine mandate. And I hope, you know, there's a guy, I don't think he's super reliable, but he said that he heard there, and I don't know how he'd get this info, that there are six unvaxxed players on the Celtics. And if that's true, that's terrible. And Brad and Ime should be way, way more, way harder on them about that. I don't think it's that many. I think it's like three, I would guess. Like, because we know Dennis Schroeder, because he's dumb as fuck. We know Josh Richardson because he's dumb as fuck. So, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, like six. If, if it's really that many, dude, just implement that mandate and make them fucking get it. Because I don't think any of them are gonna be Kyrie and just like say, "Oh, I'm letting go of all my money." I, I think they'll, I think they'll cave. Maybe um, be Kyrie's vice presidential pick. <laughs> like I keep saying, like those two shouldn't even hate each other because they do. But they yeah, should. like it, they're kind of similar. Honestly, Dennis is probably dumber with money and far less charitable. But like, are they really that different? <laughs> What's dumber, passing on an extension on? That's bigger than anything you can get in the off season, or just willingly pissing away millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> Good Boy, tough decision. Yeah. All right. The West. Before we get to these predictions, I just want to say one thing I think is pretty funny. So 538 has the Lakers in ninth, Timberwolves in tenth, <laughs> Warriors missing playoffs completely. What? I saw, uh, I saw somewhere the Lakers were power ranked second. Like, what? All right. Why? So, here's what I have as my top eight. My original pick for number one, for the number one seed, was Denver. I mean, not Denver, it was uh, Phoenix. But now with this eight in drama, I'm going to drop them in a little bit. So, my number one seed... 
as much as it hurts to say it, I is the Lakers. Lakers. Now, actually, you know what? Screw it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. My number <laughs> out of principle. Uh, you know what? No, but I can't think of what other team. Utah, no. The Pelicans. <laughs> I don't think Den- I would have said Denver, but they don't have Murray. How long is Murray out, by the way? I think they said something like about March or April. Ooh, okay. So I'm gonna say Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Lakers. Real quick, is it confirmed Kawhi is out for the whole season? Not confirmed yet. They haven't ruled him out yet. There was okay. a piece from Farbod. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Who is like a Clippers writer, and he said, and he said he heard that the Clippers think there is a chance he comes back. It's not like out of the question, like just based on how his rehab's going. But I mean, I remember hearing the same with Gordon Hayward and coming back the same season, and obviously he didn't. So, so late season, we can assume that. It's the, the this Lakers team is. I first off, I, I'm going to make a prediction now. I think the West is going to suck. I, I know it sounds like pessimistic, but I think the West is going to be ten times worse than the East this year. I think. Yeah. I, I think. I, I I I've said it before, but I think this uh, this Lakers team is a built for the regular season team. I think Westbrook's going to put up his stats, but honestly. I think this team is going to win, like, what, 55 games? Like, I don't think they're going to be that amazing. Like, I just probably they're going to win because it's the West. Um, also, Christian, which we, I realized, haven't said, which we haven't said in years. <laughs> yeah. Christian, yeah. By, I just realized I should have tossed it to you for your predictions. Do you mind if I just finish mine real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. Number two is Golden State. Um, Whoa. I, mm-hmm. I, I think people are sleeping on how good this Golden State team oh, is going to yeah. be. I think they, the minute they get Clay back, I think Clay's going to be about 80, 90% of what he was. You don't forget how to shoot. That's my opinion. So I think, I think the Warriors are going to be way better than people realize. I think Steph is going to have the, he, I predict Steph is going to win MVP this season. So I think that this is the year uh, for him. And I, I think the Warriors, just as a team, got a lot better. I mean, they got John Kaminga and Moses Moody in the draft. Wiseman will come back at some point. I think he's going to be better. I think Andrew Wiggins, as much of an idiot as he is, is still okay. It is like and not a bad option. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he obviously is grossly overpaid, but like, it, it's not the worst deal because they're already deep into the tax anyway. And I, I, I don't know. I, I have a pretty strong feeling this Warriors team is going to be really good, at least in the regular season. Uh, I have the Suns three. I would have had them one, but this Aiden thing is like legitimately a huge problem. So I, I think they're going to be really good. I think they make good moves overall, but I just don't think they're going to be like, you know, like I just don't think they're going to be that they're going to have some chemistry issues is my guess. Number four, I'm going to have the Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to regress a little bit. And, I mean, they were another team that really, like, they were built for the regular season. 
And I wonder if they're kind of a COVID year team and they're going to regress. Um, number five, I have the Denver Nuggets. I, I just because I want Utah and Denver to face each other in the playoffs again because that was awesome when it happened. And I think that I mean, they're, I think the minute they get Murray back, that team is going to be a contender. That's how I look at them. Uh, number six seed, I have the Trailblazers. I think they're going to just pretty much be where they were before. Um, I think getting Nance was pretty good for them. Uh, and they're, but they're, I don't think they're going to be a serious threat. Uh, um, and Dame could ask out at any point. Number seven, I have. Hmm. Number Maverick. seven. Who? Sorry. Mavericks. Oh, I forgot about the Mavericks. Yeah, I'll put them there because I just Jason Kidd. Jason <laughs> Kidd, man. I, I don't believe that he's gotten any better. He may have gotten a little better, but, like, that's it. And, yeah, I, I don't believe in them. Uh, number eight, I'm going to have the Clippers. This is obviously de- assuming Kawhi's out for the year. And I don't think I missed Did I miss anybody in the West that was, like, obvious? I mean, I know Memphis is in there, but I don't really believe in them. You said uh, the Pelicans are I'm, I'm, no, I don't I trust. I have them as like a play-in team at best. Um, let me just check. Timberwolves. If the Timberwolves get Ben Simmons, I'll put them in the playoffs or the play-in. Jazz, Utah, Kings, Rockets. No, I didn't. Okay, so yeah, no, I think I think it's probably gonna be the top eight. Uh, Christian, go ahead. All right, so I guess I'll put the Lakers in one because they've had the most talent, I guess. You know, they're all old, but you know, they'll have a good regular season. I have Phoenix at two. Uh, I'm going to put the Jazz at three. I'll have the Mavericks at four. Uh, I don't trust the Clippers. I think the Nuggets at five. The Clippers will probably be six. <laughs> no, the Warriors will be six. The Clippers will probably be seven. I think Memphis will probably be eight. Portland will probably be, will probably be nine. And, you know, everybody else, like the Kings, the T-Wolves, or the Pelicans will be in the play-in mix. So those are my predictions. And then to kind of to kind of uh, go off what you guys said about the Knicks, I could see that happening where, like, you know, Randall kind of takes a step back and they aren't, like, the best team with injuries or whatnot. So I, I see that. But I have some – I think we have, like, decent depth where we might be able to overcome that. But – I could also see us being like an eighth seed and having 42 wins and getting not even getting into the playoffs. I could see that happening. And on that note, I will see you guys on the next podcast because I gotta go. All right, <laughs> correct. again on the job. Now thank we're gonna hear on the next. No. <laughs> All right. yeah, listen, if you want to, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace. Hey, see if Wednesday night, Christian. When hopefully oh, for me. <laughs> I, I'm God. If if Jalen and Al are out, oh God! I, I think Jalen's gonna play, judging by that list thing. But I'm not sure. Oh, it's gonna be fun, dude! I can't wait. Can't wait to see the trash talk on oh, the it's message. Be, it's gonna be legit. All right, peace, man. I'll see you guys. But all right, Celtics. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, nah, but uh, all right, Paul, go ahead. The West. Okay. I think the Jazz are still going to be a really good regular season team. I'll throw them first. Uh, Lakers, like you said, I, I 
don't like this roster at all, but they're somehow going to find a way to get a really good record. I'll put them in second. Um, I'll say Suns in third. Uh, oh, man. Nuggets fourth. Yeah, Nuggets fourth. Blazers fifth. Um, I really don't know what to think about the Mavericks because, like, Jason Kidd's the big X factor, and with Luca's extension coming up, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. So I think I have a feeling that Jason Kidd is just not going to work there, and he's going to clash with Luca. So I think the Mavericks are going to be in the play-in despite their quality. I just have a gut feeling about it. Um, so what did I say? Nuggets fourth. I'll say Blazers fifth. Um, oh man, man, the West, he's low. They're not that great. I don't, I'm not gonna like, I I feel like, I feel like if the let's say take a minute, if the Hawks were in the West, they'd be like top three seed. Like, I'm gonna say Timberwolves sixth because I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Towns and D'Lo have played a lot of games together yet, just because of like these crazy injury circumstances and all yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't believe in them that much personally, but I but I think they could be a surprise. Um, one team I don't believe in that much is the Warriors because Clay Clay's coming off of like two missed seasons. He's coming off an ACL injury and an Achilles injury. Hasn't played a minute of NBA basketball in ages. Yeah, you could say, you know, you don't forget how to shoot, but you know, if you're you know, if your legs aren't a hundred percent, just look at Harden in the playoffs against the Bucks last season when he was playing on one leg. And not only that, but the thing is like, you know, the thing that made the Warriors a dynasty and like a the super team, like, you know, pre Kevin Durant was, you know, just the sheer volume of threes they were chucking, and now that's pretty much what every team is doing. Um so I'm not going to put them in any of the automatic spots. Um, what did I say? I said T-Wolves sixth. Um, also, for my plan teams, I'm going to have the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, and I don't like this Clippers roster. I'm going to uh, fuck it. I'm going to say the Kings. Another fever dream pick. Why not? <laughs> I don't know, Just- man. The Kings... The Tristan you know, Thompson Kings. Fox and Tyrese Halliburton are going to be stars <laughs> this season. It, oh, like we said, some sort of craziness happening. I and you just, know, if it's are complete dog shit, then fuck it. Why not? Dude, I, let me tell you. The Kings were historic, had, had historically bad defender Marvin Bagley as their center. And then they traded for Tristan Thompson. Stranger <laughs> things have happened in the NBA, Nick. Stranger things have happened. I've said this, it before. I'll, I'll tell you, like I'll admit, this pick makes absolutely zero sense. Um, but you know, I'm just going to make it anyway because fuck it, something crazy is going to happen somewhere. It always does. I mean, the Knicks being good last year, for example, was something legitimately zero people saw coming. Like it's going to the Eastern Conference Finals. No one yeah, would have like, no one would have predicted that. The Suns, you know, in the finals, it's like who the hell would have predicted that? Like that's 
the crazy the crazy stuff that's like come on like you don't actually believe it until it actually happens yeah so uh how about this we'll leave on one thing and where will our teams end up at the end of the season well we haven't done this before so basically if you had to say today how deep this team gets in the playoffs then it's do you think the nets win the title i think the nets win the title i think the celtics i didn't write down my predictions i think what did i put the, I, I put the celtics in fourth i don't remember who i put in what other order <laughs> i think I, uh celtics get to the second round yeah that's what i was gonna say i think the celtics are gonna lose in round two yeah i'm not sure to, and by the way if that happens considering it's like a bridgier team mm. i'll definitely take that you know like yeah. Like, that's definitely, like, considering what the East is now, like, yeah, they, and, yeah, it's, it's, I think the Nets are going to, I know, I think Kyrie comes back and the Nets win the championship, mm-hmm. but I honestly think it's, like, funny, because after that is when, it, I'm going to actually assume Kyrie gets some sort of exemption, but he could act, no, no, actually, no, I think, I think he gets vaccinated and gets in, they win the title, and they still extend him, but, I will say, if he gets just an exemption to play or something like that, my bold prediction is the Nets are very least, even if they win the title, are going to seriously think about letting Kyrie walk. Like, if he doesn't get vaccinated, he just gets a, you know, bullshit religious exemption. I think, yeah, you know... All this Kyrie shit's giving me a headache. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bring you. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, maybe this is how Jared Allen comes back home. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie goes back to the Cavs. We all come full circle. <laughs> Who knows? You know, hey, he's eligible to play there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. That'll be it for the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with. Fuck Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) And Christian Nocash. Thank you for listening.